What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Rap Show on the final day of the year. It is New Year's Eve, and I'm your host, Adam Rap. That's rap with two Ps, because no matter what year it is, two Ps are always better than one, and we are your one source for sports, sounds, and style with a special final day of 2017 NFL Nugs. Week 17 wrap-up. Of course, the regular season ended in the NFL, and we will discuss what the playoff picture looks like, including right here in H-Town, where we broadcast from the media block each and every week, Monday through Thursday, for your drive time home, live on the Instagram feed, at the rap himself with those same two Ps. Or you can catch us 24-7 on your favorite podcast platform worldwide. Just get on your Android or your iPhone or any handheld device, computer, and search The Rap Show. That's R-A-double-P show. There it is. If you want to hit me up, you can via email, therapshow at gmail.com, or you can jump right into those DMs, send us your comments, hit us up with that subscription, man. We like to see your reviews, your ratings. Go search The Rap Show and subscribe, share, stay tuned because 2019, did I say 2017? I said 2017? Yeesh, that's what happens when you get old. It's 2019. Ah, hard to believe. And my boy Nather, who you caught right here on The Rap Show a couple weeks ago on the lowdown, just jumped on. You can hit me up on Instagram at The Rap himself. And we will break down all the playoff pictures in the AFC and NFC. And big shout out to everybody who uh, supported and and showed us some love for our appearance at Satellite Bar. And big shout out to Natter now that he's uh, checked in live. Um, I think he's hanging out with the homie Jack Frost, man. Hey, say what up to Jack Frost for me. Um, but uh, yeah, the satellite bar thing, we just couldn't make it happen. It, it's tough between Christmas and New Year's with schedules. And then the weather was kind of shitty here in Houston. And the Texans were taking care of the Jags and their business, as they should have. The team that they have and the way that they've played, you know, in the last three quarters of the season after the rough 0 3 start. Yeah, you better be Jacksonville. Otherwise, you have no business being in the playoffs. But anyway, we were going to do a live broadcast. I wanted to get out there to satellite and support local business and go out there and see some old friends and get the whole crew together, which is still going to happen. But uh, we just couldn't get everybody together in time. And of course, like I said, it was kind of a dreary day and everybody wanted to save the bucks that they had in their pocket for tonight as they turn up for New Year's Eve. So I hope everybody. <laughs> yeah, it is. I hope everybody out there has a safe and happy new year. Uh, Like I said, I was thinking we were going into 2018. Where the hell I've been? It's 2019. One year away from 2020. I mean, that's some futuristic shit. Remember the Deltron 3030? Well, we're heading into 2020. Uh, But the time is now to talk NFL nugs. That's what you guys hit us up on Mondays for. And of course, Tuesday is Shoes Day Tuesday. We will be off tomorrow. I'm going to bring you a best of. Uh, let's send out our little wave for checking in. Uh, I'm going to put up a best of Tuesday, Tuesday from back on the Almighty Rap Show when Dala and I were doing our weekly segment uh, up until everything you've heard right here at the Media Block. And you ask, what is the Media Block? Well, let me tell you what it is. Yeah, I've been hanging out with Jack too. What up, K9? We're going to talk about that catch. I love Cole Beasley, man. But right now we're talking about the homie Jack Frost who is in town for the holidays. Yeah, he gets me all fired up too, believe me. But um, yeah, the Texans, hey, they they took care of their business. They had to wait and see what happens with the Colts and Titans. The Colts took care of their business, so why not? Let's play a third time. We'll get we'll get into it all. But uh, we, also, we also want to say, hey, we will get back out to Satellite Bar and uh, get the whole crew together. So after Shoes Day Tuesday, then you got Hip Hop Hoops Day, and Big Dave was going to come out to Satellite Bar, but I told him, I said, hey, save your bullets, let's get you on one more time before you head back to Turkey. So I think we'll get Big Dave here in the studio Wednesday, and if any of you guys want to come talk, thoughts on Lamar Jackson, we'll get into him, we'll get into him, that's a, 
That's a wait and see week by week situation. So we'll talk about that in a second. But then Thursday, we are back into the 2019 edition of the Lowdown, where we'll have our Bird Box review. Yes, I watched Bird Box. And it wasn't as as deep, I guess, psychologically scary as much as it was just a, a good thriller. You know, you really wanted to see where they were traveling down the river. Oh, did I say too much? Well, you're going to have to tune in Thursday for the Lowdown, the 2019 all-new and improved Lowdown. A big shout-out to everybody who's been tuning in. Download your favorite podcast platform. You can download the show straight from that podcast platform. Do so, but first got to search and subscribe. So please do us that favor. So, all right, let's get into the AFC, and we'll start with Lamar Jackson, first up on the board. My man, Natter713. Man, make sure y'all check out his latest projects all the music you want to subscribe to all his platforms and where you can find it on spotify itunes uh all that good stuff but man 2019 is your year kid and hey week by week it's been lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens weeks as they finally put the pittsburgh steelers out to pasture for the season and it seems like uh from what i heard ab antonio brown said nah i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna hit it early and headed out before the Bengals game was even over. And, you know, Big Ben is still Big Ben. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster and when A.B., I guess, feels like playing. Um, but with the Le'Veon Bell situation and the way that that team was really overachieving much of the middle of the season with John Connor, who they lost to injury as well, and they were down to the third string running back, Baltimore is the better team. Baltimore deserves going 6-1 and one on their last seven games, which ironically, Lamar Jackson started. But Lamar Jackson's had more uh, turnovers. He's had more fumbles. He doesn't really have an accurate, uh, you know, he, he's not the accurate stay-in-the-pocket throwing quarterback. I mean, he, he, he can make the throws when he needs to, but he's a runner. And I said it the first or second week that Baltimore made the switch from Joe Flacco that you're... You're making a deal with the devil as the weeks pass by because it doesn't work. RG3, does that ring a bell? Ironically, he's the backup to Lamar Jackson. Um, Michael Vick, you know, Mike Vick tried to come back and be Mike Vick, and he wasn't Mike Vick, and realized that he was going to get crushed and obliterated even at his later stage in his NFL career. I think I see Silver Hair and Kaz Galaxy just pulling up here at the media block. Uh, they're going to jump in with us, um, so I'm glad we're just off and running. But straight up, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, if you continue if you continue with his energy and, and his wave and what he's doing to uplift that team because they are built on defense, because they are known for their defense, like most of the AFC North is traditionally. The fellas are in the building. Yes, better late than never. Last time I saw you guys, well, aside from outside of work, was uh, Christmas Eve, and now we're here for New Year's Eve. And why don't you say uh, say a little hello to everybody out there? How you guys hello. doing? Hey, doing? it's Kaz Galaxy and my man Silverhair. So we just got into the Nugs, boys. I was kind of giving salutations and salutes to everybody out there for tuning in and subscribing and and being a sub, you know supportive, great audience for us to do this each and every week here from the block. Um, but we opened up with uh, my man Natter was asking. Oh, shout out to Luis Salazar. He just tuned in as well. But um, we were uh, Natter was asking. You know, what are my thoughts on Lamar Jackson? And I said how you know when we first started doing this, they had just made the switch. And I said you really, it's a week to week situation, and the confidence is is only as as long as he's on two feet. And and he's stayed on two feet. He did get hurt a couple weeks ago. I think yeah. there was a big gasp, and they told RG three to start warming up. But you know, other than that, you can't knock the guy for winning. No, 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 no. Uh, the thing is, is that like uh, I was listening in, uh, on, in the radio today. Uh, they were saying, you know, the Ravens' defense, their defense forces the opponents to either make big plays or no plays at all. And when you have Lamar Jackson, who is known for his big plays and and whatnot the Ravens are going to make big plays it's just like it's not about stopping them it's just 
about containing them. But if you limit your opponent to making big plays, which that's what the Ravens do because their defense, their defense. Is, is dynamic, yep. it makes it harder for the opponents to match the Ravens. So that's yeah. basically yeah. the key to the success. I mean, that's what they success. always say about the the typical you know defensive team. Right. When, when the defense is so dominant, like in Chicago. Right. They've exactly. done the same thing with Trubisky. And, and Flacco, for when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago, Flacco was still young Flacco that nobody had tape on. He was still the young Delaware college guy that, wow, he's got a huge arm. So he's got attributes that Lamar Jackson doesn't have. And when you guys were walking in, uh, and thank you for being here once again. No, no problem, no problem. Um, Sorry we were late. <laughs> oh, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, the playoffs are set, and, and man, let's just hope Drew Brees stays on his feet because it doesn't look good for the... Uh, the backups there yeah. and, and and Teddy hasn't really had action you know three years so it, it's not his fault uh, and we'll get to that in a minute but back to this it's, it's he's not a big arm guy so what does he rely on he relies on his feet he relies on scrambling he relies you know really relies on putting up points so the defense can hold the other team right? exactly Let's get more points up on the board than the other team has, and let's not turn the ball over. So I think the one thing that you really got to commend him on is that although the turnovers have, you know, they've, they've kind of been at inopportune times more so than, you know, opportune times, they've come back and they've, they've, they've won those games. They've, right. Yeah, they've, they've gotten the other team to turn the ball right back over. That's what I'm saying. The defense of the Ravens will force the other teams to turn the ball over, like, maybe, maybe if it, even if it's one more time than them. It, that's that's what it is. It's like the yep. defense is basically what's carrying this Ravens team, and it's playing at such an elite level. You're, you're getting these results where, like I said, Lamar Jackson is able to make these big plays. He's able to s- sustain this offense, and he can, you know, score more points than the opposing team. Well, here you go. So now they play. The Ravens are in the playoffs. Uh-huh. They play the Chargers. Yes. All right. And the Chargers this year, their defense has been underrated as far as who gets the shine out there in L.A. Now that's a second-tier team in a big city market. They're still the San Diego Chargers to me, and they always will be. And who knows? Maybe they end up going back. You know, maybe a couple years down the line, it's like, oh, we'll build a stadium for you guys. Come back and play here. Yeah. I think that would be ideal, but they got to get basketball back in Seattle first, and then we'll talk about getting the Chargers back. But this is a team that their defense is hella good, and they just got Bosa back into the swing in the last quarter of the season. But they do have the X factor when it comes to quarterback because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna know that Lamar Jackson's running right. right. They're, they're gonna know that game plan. Uh huh. Going into this, there, there's no doubt that, that that they're riding him into the playoffs on this six and one uh, finish to the season. But the Chargers, they were flirting with winning the AFC West with the number one eventual, you know, Kansas right. City Chiefs, the number one seed, eventual seed. So they're they're no typical five seed. So this is going to be a game that really comes down to the quarterback, and it's going to be Philip Rivers. Being the leader and taking control, keeping his emotions in check like he needs to, uh, versus young, hey, turnover prone, just control the ball. Let's not give it back to that guy, Philip exactly. Rivers. And I think that that's the riveting part about this matchup. Right. And like you said, it is gonna come it's gonna come down to the quarterback, and it's also gonna come down to how many turnovers are going to happen on yep. either side. Because yep. if uh, like I said, if the Ravens get more turnovers, turnover oh my god, <laughs> turnovers, uh, then They'll end up winning this game, so it's all—it's going to come back to—is Philip Rivers going to execute perfectly, or is he going to make mistakes? Is Lamar Jackson going to fumble the ball, or you know, is there going to be a missed snap? You know, it's going to be—it's going to be come down to who's going to make the less, the least amounts of mistakes in this game. And the one thing about Phil, he's so good. Sometimes he's too smart for his own good, and he'll try to force the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the first uh, pass of last week, hero ball. Yeah. Yep. Just, he, he threw it right to that dude, and it was like he walked off. He's like, you know what? We're good. We clenched. Yeah. So I just hope that that you know keeps everything in check, and and really they need to come out and punch that Baltimore defense in the mouth. Yes. And and really sustain some drives. They got Melvin Gordon coming back. He took the extra week off. Why not? You know, you already clenched everything as we just mentioned. So you know, if they just pound the rock, pound the rock, and then let you know Philip and Gates and. And Williams and some of the other guys uh, do their thing. You know, Keenan Allen, he's been banged up. 
Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, he's at 70, 80 percent uh, because you're going to need all hands on deck. Yeah, you're going to need a complete offense to basically really put a dent in this Ravens defense. So, I mean, I, 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 I'm pulling for the, the Chargers. I, 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 they're that dark horse that I'm rooting for in the AFC. They, Phil, Phil needs to get himself a ring. Yes. He really does because he is. Not a, this year, but he's yes. a. <sighs> <laughs> I actually, I was, I was talking to Chris about this about a couple weeks ago. I was like, if next year, they, uh, I was like, isn't like when are like when is the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl going to be in LA? I forgot. I uh, like, it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Right. So it's the twenty twenty season. So that means in February of twenty twenty one. Okay. So yeah. I w- it, wouldn't it be nice if the Chargers and the Rams met in the playoffs? I mean, in the in the Super Bowl because it, you know it could happen. Yeah. And the battle for LA. Who will who will stay in LA and who will go? Yeah. Ooh. Loser. Loser leaves town. Loser leaves town. <laughs> Might as well just put a cage around the I'm, field. At the it same would time. be so interesting yeah. as, a, as a matchup. So I mean, like you know, you never know. I mean. Mm. Clippers Lakers could do it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some years where the Clippers might actually kick the Lakers out of town, and that ain't happening. Nah, so. nah, nah, with LeBron, nah, nah, nah. All right. Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts. So this is it. This is what they call in baseball. They call this the rubber game. Mm. This is where you know this is loser goes home. Yeah, winner moves on. Um, and they split. During the regular season, it was really close on both games. I mean, it, if you look at their stats next to each other, I think the Colts averaged 27 more yards of offense, but everything else, scoring's 29. Their defense ranks pretty much the same. Now, Texans have more names on defense, mm-hmm. but I think that the Colts, just like the Texans' offensive line, the Colts' defense, I mean, they, they overperformed. You know, they, they yeah. outperformed expectations, and that's what keeps you – in the hunt, you know, they went 4-0 in their last four games, which is mo right to the momentum, if you know what I mean. Well, you know what I think it's going to come down to, uh, and and I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's called the 12th man, the, the 12th man, uh, so it's going to be home field advantage at Texans, so I feel like, man, Nuke has carried this team Ooh. in the offense, Nuke has just been just immaculate. He just went the. I honestly, he is my top receiver in this league because of how immaculate he's been. Like, I mean, I, like I love Michael Thomas, but Nuke has just been perfect. So, I mean, just kind of, I, I I would put my money on the Texans because I feel like they would be able to make those big plays in that stadium for their fan base. When you look at Deshaun Watson and you look at Lamar Jackson, you see two totally different quarterbacks. Exactly. You see Deshaun Watson who since day one walked in there and knew he was going to have to study that deep ass you know, Bible size playbook that Bill O'Brien brings on offense. And, you know, he's also the offensive coordinator, by the way, not just the head coach, similar to Sean Payton. Yeah. You know, they've got that same setup. Uh, Oh, big shout out to fee. Hey, this is one of our, uh, she's, she's international. I'll just say that she's a female sneakerhead and uh, just a sneakerhead in general. And she's checking in. If you want to see some dope Nike outlet store finds, She's always first on deck. So big shout out to Fee. What up? Um, all right. So with this Texans game, the, the reason I say they look like different quarterbacks is because a lot of Bill O'Brien's offense is is the discipline to stay in that pocket. Yes. I mean, it all starts with the run. And the Texans have never even, even when Arian Foster was at his height, you never knew if he was going to, you know, a twist a toenail or something and, and be out for a couple weeks in his feelings, writing raps. But, um, Lamar Miller, yeah, he had a couple good years in Miami, and they never really got the full potential of, of, I think, what they thought they would when they signed him. And he's been sustainable, and he's been good. He's been he's been decent. Alfred Blue is always that guy to get you two or three yards when you need it to yep. keep a drive going. They've it's by committee. It's running back by committee. Exactly. And that's okay. I mean, you know, I think that's what's going to set them apart going forward in the future after whatever happens this year. But Deshaun's discipline, yesterday he ran out of bounds on a on a scramble, knowing it was going to be fourth down, and he probably could have gotten a little bit closer to maybe kick a field goal. And this was, you know, once again, uh, you had to play for the division. The division yeah. wasn't decided until yesterday, even though you had a pretty good lead a few weeks ago. Um, that, the Colts have been that hot. So knowing that ultimately they already clinched, they would, you know, at worst be a wild card. Yeah. 
those kind of things are the difference in what keeps you on the field for the next game and the next game or, or even the play, the next play and the next play. Right. And I'm seeing that from Deshaun and I'm becoming a, a, a not only a believer, but a fan of this Texas team. I really am because exactly. I, I like how the the patience to let everything play out. And then once Bill O'Brien, we've talked about it, didn't even get a quarterback for the first two or three years he was here. I mean, he had damaged goods. He had right. somebody else's leftovers, backups. And I just think that the frustration that we saw between him and the old GM that just got lambasted here in the city because of his cockiness, thinking that he was some type of genius from the draft, you know, it wasn't paying off because he never got the quarterback. He get, get these pieces that were great, but dude, you got to have somebody that can move the rock and score. So I think that it's paying off. Mm -hmm. I think that it's, it shows development. I mean, I don't want to just throw a 36-year-old quarterback who's got some success in the past in there. Right. Unless he came up with a team like Breeze did. But the thing about the, the Texans is, I've, as I've been watching in the last couple of years, they've always been that team that, regardless of like the talent level on this team, they they were re resilient. Like, they didn't give up. And I think it was, I, I don't, I can't remember the year exactly, it was 2014 or 15, where they just made this, like, unique, where, like, people, people, like, we counted them out. Like, there's no way they're going to make this run. And they do this incredible run, and they get into the playoffs. Like, they have that, that team oh, yeah. just has that passion. They have that will in them. And all they needed was that quarterback. And, you, you, like you said, you, they have that quarterback to do that right now. Sounds kind of like a team that won it all last year. They exactly. kind of just did the same thing. Exactly. And then had to finish it off last night with their third string quarterback because their emotional leader got, I think he got a chest injury. Ribs. They said ribs. ribs yeah. Ribs. Um, but I mean, God love Nick Foles because he said, yeah. I'll be there next year or uh, next week. And, and he's playing one game at a time, too. You know, as much as Lamar Jackson is for the physical attributes, Nick Foles has no guarantee. He can win, Nick a, Foles, a, different Nick he Foles, can win a second Super Bowl and still walk. That's that, like, I am terrified of this Eagles team. I, it's just they have a different look to them. It's a different sort of attitude to them. Well, you got a week to kind of rest and settle and, and wait to see how it all shakes out. <laughs> uh, but how do you think it's going to shake out with the Colts and Texans in reality? Colts and Texans, I, I like I said, I, I honestly believe the Texans. Texans will take care of business in the end. I, I think the Colts will put on their, you know, their best fight in, in, in this game. But like I said, that Texans crowd is just—it's—it's it's a big crowd. So I feel like the Texans are going to pull this out, even if it's by a field goal. They're going to pull this out. I mean, think about how odd it is for the Texans to have JJ Watt still playing healthy, to have Clowney still playing healthy, to have an offensive line that has outperformed exactly, you know, expectations and healthy. The only, you know, real weapon that you're missing is Fuller, and Fuller really hadn't even proved that he could stay healthy yet. So and then Thomas maybe, got out as well. So it's just like the Mary Tom. The, oh, the yeah. Lawyer. Yeah, so like, but you know. he, I think he was bonus. I think he, he yeah. really probably was just there to, you know, be a guy in the locker room and, and be a veteran presence because, I mean, in the end, we all know it's going to number 10. Yes. Do I need to say it again? <laughs> what up, Kaz? You're being quiet over there. Yeah, how how are you? Ooh, too much, too much holiday fun. Why don't you talk into the mic so I can hear you? A little bit. There you go. Um, well, how was your holiday? It was all right. We just chilling with family. Uh, some awkward reunions, but other than that, it was fine. Awkward dreams. Awkward reunions. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. Really? Yeah. With uh, like exes and shit. Yeah, with like ex people in your family. Oh, yeah. and they just pop up, just show up, looking yeah. for a plate of food. Yeah. Looking for a plate of food and a piece of mine, but like, ah, oh, you ain't giving them a piece of yours, huh? Too much I'll, going I'll on. Talk to him, but I couldn't do it for too long. It was, it was a little intense. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, on the brighter side of things, um, are you looking forward to this Texans playoff game? Yes. I'm, yeah. I want to see what they can do. And you'll see, you know, if anybody who hadn't listened before, Kaz is. Uh, He's a you know great up and coming aspiring artist and and wants to work in the music business and get into media and do all these great things, but he's also just getting into following the NFL yeah. and and I think that's hey better late than never, you know what I mean? Like some dudes walk around like it's cool to say they hate football and shit. I'm like why? I mean, yeah. Watch it, it's fun. I mean, and that was my point. I was gonna say just wait till you see the difference between regular season and playoff. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
you're going to start feeling it in the air this week. You're going to start feeling that buzz. I mean, there's only six teams you know, left in the AFC, and the Texans are one of them. And then football is everything. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows every every Friday night there's a high school game somewhere with 5,000, 10,000 people. I mean, they're building these stadiums as if they're building college stadiums for these high schools it's, to play it's in. It's global, eventually. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know because I think that's what soccer's for. You know, soccer can appeal to to anybody, anywhere, because they've tried to take the NFL global. They've taken it to Europe. They've taken it to they had NFL Europe. Did yeah, you know about that. It was it was kind of crazy. It was it was gimmicky to us, you know, because it was like we didn't see the games, we didn't watch it, but there was like all these logos. But it existed. Yeah, like dragons and and uh, knights and you know very very Eurocentric awesome, teams, and it was. It was basically guys that mm, just missed the 53-man roster. You know, were almost like a practice squad. These guys could go off and play, and then they had offsetting seasons so that sometimes it was college guys that just wanted to go, you know, get some extra reps in. Go. So it was like a prototype. Right. Like a, yeah, it was a Euro League, but it was under the NFL branding, and it just never took off. Yeah. You know, they, they couldn't get – because those people will go fill soccer stadiums. We don't feel passionate about soccer. Well, they had – even before soccer, they had gladiators that were in the same type of stadiums that were fighting lions and, and, the same and thing, different generation right? and, and other gladiators. Right. Exactly. It was like fight to the death and not fight for a first down. Um, so, all right. The only thing that scares me about this Colts and Texans game, and we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk some NFC for sure, is this is where the Texans have had the letdown. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when they show, even with Schaub, I mean, they were rolling into the playoffs and they were looking like, oh, okay, if Schaub is at his greatest every game and and actually stays out of his own head and just, you know, does what's, what, what is told by his offensive coordinator, hey, they have a chance. Well, that never happened. You saw him. I mean, that he got, before memes were a thing, Matt Schaub was a meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was capital M. Yeah, meme. And so... It's a different team, different quarterback, and and I've seen Deshaun Watson in college for Clemson, you know, who once again proved that they're one of the top programs in the country in college football is Alabama Clemson, uh, third time in four years. I mean, it's going to be a great game once again, but people are already kind of getting that fatigue of the same two teams, and they want... It's the same, yeah. Yeah, they want to expand it, right? They want to expand it uh, to eight teams to give the underdog to knock off somebody like Alabama. And it took 70 years, 68 years in in the NCAA basketball tournament for a 16 seed, which is the lowest seed, to beat a one seed. And it just happened this past year. You know, I I said at the top of the show, and people are going to clown me, I was like, man, it's the end of 2017. Here we go. I'm like, no, dude. We're going into 2019, bro. So that happens when you don't sign checks anymore. (laughs) Straight cash, homie. Um, but I, I just I I fear the letdown with this game, and so I don't want to pick it. I don't I don't want to because I feel you, man. When I've done that in the past with my Chargers or even the Oilers back in the day, I remember jumping around my girlfriend at the time's house when the Oilers were up thirty-one. I think it was thirty-one to three Ooh. at halftime on the Buffalo Bills. Okay, this yeah. is to go to the Super Bowl. I know this is for the first time. You know ever for a Houston franchise to go to the championship before the Astros, Rockets. And so, well, the Rockets had been, but didn't win. The, the reaction when when they came out, I mean, you almost couldn't even do the math, and it was very similar to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You just had that feeling. You know, you just like, Brady, don't. What? Why are you putting up stats about how low the percentage is right now for a win for the Patriots? Yeah. Because you know Brady's probably reading that up on the big screen or something. But uh, anyway, yeah. I, so if the Texans play like the Texans have been playing, I mean, they didn't. They avoided the letdown yesterday. Yeah. They didn't have that mentality. You know, That's they could have easily put him on bubble wrap. I feel like they're going to carry that momentum into this game. That's what's keeping hope alive for me. So I think if they do win. It's going to be convincingly. Yeah. Because I think they got to push the reset button and say, hey, guys, we can't just be hanging around for a field goal in overtime, you know, like they had the first game. And that was only because the Colts had balls to go on on their fourth down. Yeah. So it, it's going to be it's going to be 
the difference between a rookie coach and Frank Wright, who, who coached like a vet down the stretch, similar to Doug Peterson on the NFC side, on the champion Philadelphia Eagles, who is getting another shot at it <laughs> as they went out. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about Cole Beasley. Cole Mofo Beasley. Yeah. We'll be right back on The Rap Show. That play, my God. Oh, that fucking play. Oh. That way you can just go take it, drop it off whenever you're done, or call them to come pick it up. You know, it'll be fun. Well, I got a question for you. Welcome back to the rap show, everybody. We're <laughs> just talking about smoking up some ribs for New Year's here in the studio. I'm your host, Adam Rap, along with the homies Silverhair and Kaz Galaxy. Now, Kaz, starting next week, we're going to uh, be on our journeys to become the GOATs yes. in our fields, right? You're going to teach me how to be the all-time best Madden player and... We're going to start your journey to be the greatest MC of all time. Are you ready for it? All right. We're going to have to work on your uh, your volume. On your... Oh, yes. There we go. There yep. we go. So we can hear you. i got to turn my head right. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, speaking of turning your head right, if you need to get your head right, you can subscribe to The Rap Show, and that's Rap with Two Ps. Why is that, Kaz? Because two are better than one. That is so true. That's so Always true. No matter what. And I love Mondays because I get two for one here in studio with Silver Hair and Kaz Galaxy talking NFL nugs. And it is the playoff edition as the 2017, I almost said it again, 2018 regular season. <laughs> it's week 17, yeah. 2018. That's my problem. But uh, the season came to a close and you saw a lot of starters that were resting. I know. Uh, there in New Orleans, of course, where Silver Hair's team resides and will be playing a home game in two weeks. Yep. They've actually got the number one overall uh, seed in the NFL tournament, as they call it. And they will be playing the winner of the Bears and Eagles game. How's that make you feel? Both teams I am terribly terrified of. I'm afraid of Nick Foles because you know what he can do. And I'm terrified of that Bears defense. It is looking just terrifying. And like we said with Lamar Jackson and the lack of turnovers going forward, it's the same thing with Trubisky. Yes. They've had to really lasso him and kind of corral him into not use all the weapons that he thinks he could probably break out every once in a while. You right. know, like, like sometimes you just got to use a knife in a gunfight. And, and they're running the ball. And hope that you got a squad behind you to back you up. Right. And they're running the ball effectively. Really, like, Cohen is just killing it. Like, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, and they had that along with the last era of Great Bears defense with Peanut Tillman and Brian Urlacher and, uh, you know, some of their corners that were uh, um, Hester. Mm -hmm. They would bring Hester in sometimes and, and put him out there on corner just for good hands teams. And they had Matt Forte. But guess what they were lacking? Similar to what we said with the Texans. That quarterback. Even though Trubisky is young and Trubisky is, you know, a name that I think people were like, who? Why are the Bears trading up to get this guy? They knew that if at least they could corral him and put in pieces like Khalil Mack, that always helps as well. Well, then all of a sudden, yes, they are going to be 12 and 4 and in a conversation. Yeah. And so you're seeing these teams finally get it together. You're seeing, you know, some of the old stalwarts, but then you're seeing some new blood in there as well, or unexpected blood, similar to the Colts. You know, people didn't think that Andrew Luck could even throw the ball before yeah. the season. So with the injury to Nick Foles, I think you don't even need to put it up on the bulletin board, but Danny Trevathan. Khalil Mack, uh, Roquan Smith, those guys, they understand that Nick Foltz is, is a little banged up. And they're going to make sure that he feels each and every hit. Uh, and, oh, you don't want us to go helmet to helmet? Fine, we'll go right there in the ribs. How's yeah. that make you feel? So I think that they, uh, they do have the leg up. Yeah. And if you... What's the the third string? Nate Sunderland or some Summerlin or some Sunset or some shit? <laughs> 
it would be sunset on the Eagles season if Foles is not able to go or, or is, is knocked out of the game early. I think right. it, it, it would be an open door for the Bears to charge right through. And then on the other side, since K-9 Washington is back on the live stream, and you can be as well, uh, just follow me on Instagram, at the rap himself, and tune in every day, prime time, drive time, to get the best in sports, sounds, and style, or 24-7 worldwide on your favorite podcast platforms. So, Seahawks, Cowboys. Ooh, and this is the Cowboys team, as we mentioned at the top, when you guys got here. I mean, how fitting for Dak Prescott to be the one starter in that game of importance that the Cowboys played to keep this momentum going and to solidify what Jerry Jones said in the middle of the season when he said, no, no, Dak's getting the deal. Dak is our quarterback. We trust in him. And remember, we said it right here on the show. That is going to do more for him as a quarterback than any quarterback coach or any skill that he could pull out of a physical tool out of his tool bag. That is going to do more for him. And you saw it yesterday when it was like, hey, we already clinched, but we're going to play this thing out. We're going to play it to the end. Dak is going to stay in there. They, they hung around and, you know, the Giants had nothing to play for except Eli Manning's job. And apparently he was taking pictures before the game with some old family members. And, and you do that when it's one of the last times they're going to see you. So who knows what's going to happen with yeah. the Giants? I mean, OBJ can't even stay healthy. Shout out to Finesse. What up? Uh, so I, I don't know. The Cowboys, they're riding something special right now, too, just because of the way that game ended and Cole Beasley getting his knee down. Yeah. And I remember when, when Dak let go of the ball. I was watching that game live. When you let go of the ball, I said, man, I see them going deep. And not just on that play. I'm talking in the playoffs. And yeah. so they're, they're going to have to face a Seahawks team that's not just going to lay down either. I mean, the yeah. Seahawks have been to two Super Bowls in Russell Wilson's first three years. They've retooled that team on the fly. And really, those receivers only get better and more confident as they go forward. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to come down to who has that magic in that game. Because I feel like both teams both can conjure up that sort of magic. I've been watching them for years, and they always have that you think you have them down, but then they just do something that you're just like, how the hell did they pull this off? And they're right back in your face. That's just that's why I always fear facing the Seahawks in the playoffs, because time and time again, when you thought you've defeated Russell Wilson, like Russell Wilson's done, you like he'll just come right back and just hit you. You're just like, how did he get how do they get back up? You know, like, how do they make this this just comeback? And you saw yesterday with Beasley just like that catch, like wow. Yeah. Really? I mean holy crap. He could have easily Cadillac'd it down the field, you know. Yeah. It, he, those guys are playing all out, and they they did that yesterday without Zeke. So now you're adding a weapon who's fully healthy. You got an extra game of rest going into the playoffs. But then again, you got this Carson kid. I think it's a very, very evenly matched. It's, it, I agree. It's a, almost a mirror image. You're going to have the two coaches in the NFL that clap the most. I mean, in the same stadium. You're going to have the all-time clapper in Jason Garrett. Then you're going to have Pete Carroll, Mr. He's the oldest coach in the league. Yeah. That, that's crazy and to he me. He still has that's that crazy. whole spring in his step as if he's like 25. Like, Pete Carroll, my God. Ugh. Yeah. So, as a Saints fan, yesterday, you made a – we were talking back and forth. You know, I, I was like, oh, man. And you made a comment that, that really had took me back a few years – for the scenario as they in in 09 I believe it was right yeah. and and that was that last game of the season against your divisional rival in the Carolina Panthers yep. take all the starters out rest them Drew Brees is able to be a coach you know an extra coach there an extra set of eyes on the sideline yeah and did you see the similarities it was exa it played exactly well not exactly the same way but pretty much similarly where in the first half uh, in 2009, the Carolina Panthers were up 17-0. I think 17-3 or 17-0, and it was just like, well, I guess we don't have an, you know, an yeah. offense in this game. So everyone's just kind of down on it, and like, we didn't want to lose the game. We wanted to be set a new franchise record at 14 and two. But like, I kind of figured it was going to go in that sense because one, New Orleans, we didn't really, we we, we basically 
got the seating where we did everything we right. needed to do. And Carolina was basically playing for their manhood. So you got a team playing for their manhood for a team who just really didn't care. And as much as, you know, Sean Payton, you know, said he really cared about this game, as soon as he started seeing the starters start to get a little nicked up, it's like, you know, get yeah. out. So, I mean, it went it went pretty much what I expected. Um, but just the caliber of where it kind of mirrored exactly like what happened in 2009 was just kind of like, well, that's assuring, but uh, kind of creepy, you know? So, though, would you rather be a team like the Eagles or the Cowboys who are at the peak of their momentum coming out of the last game that they played, playing the next week and keeping that going? Because you could see rust. And, and it's different in the NBA playoffs. We talk about rust a lot when we break down playoff series because they do space out those games so much sometimes. You have to wait for the other series uh, to conclude sometimes, right? So you have a week off, 10 days off, and in the NBA, that's rare. Right. Mentally, your your internal clock, I mean, all of those things are, these guys live by routines. They live by times. What time to be at the meeting? You know, what time to be at the field? What time to be on the bus? What time? So you, you wonder how that affects a team you know, that's going into the playoffs, like the Patriots, for instance. Brady, I, I promise you, Brady would probably rather play next week just because he's, you know, I mean, yeah. he's at that age. He's so he's so ready for the, the playoffs to begin after game three of the regular right. season that he's just, he's that kind of guy. Or, you know, you have a team like Texans and Colts who are both kind of coming into it. So, so wh- where would you rather the sa- the Saints be if you could have your choice? Well, I'm gonna say where I, where they're at. I I kind of figure the Saints are just pretty much they've done this before, where it's like they have this like ebb and flow where they'll go on a, a moment where they'll they'll get this streak, they'll get this high, and then they'll have like a little bit of a lull, and then they'll get this high. It's like the lull will basically fuel them enough to continue to have the streak. And the thing about it is, is that although that game didn't matter you know yeah it, right it it basically put a dent on their pride it, we would have slammed them if they would have played Breeze right. or Kamara or any, I mean come on that's I mean it, it, but at the same time we had to different start for Dak but at the same time we had the starting defense in the first like you know first you know portion of that game right. and they still played like you know there was no effort so it was kind of a kick in your pride of like you really regardless this was a this is like a game it, regardless of what it you know the, the, the what it mattered you still had something to play for and the fact that you didn't do that I feel like it it basically kickstarted them to kind of realize like you know even if it doesn't mean anything a game's a game and it's gonna still sting when you lose so it's gonna fuel them to you know push forward in the playoffs and I think they'll they'll still understand you know they'll they'll, they'll make it they'll do what they're gonna do we'll push forward for a few more minutes here as we wrap it up for NFL Nugs the last show of 2018 yes I got it correct this time the thing about that the the momentum issue or the momentum question is if the same defensive guys come out two weeks from now yeah and and they're sluggish and they're or they see any inclination of that at practice then i think it's sean payton's that's his job to now say oh okay wait a minute remember week 17 remember that guy teddy bridgewater well he's not the actual starter of our team so yeah i understand you guys weren't playing 100 percent. you were at 75 percent yeah but it, it all changes now, right? Yes. Right. I mean, you're gonna see 41 back in there. You're gonna see nine back in there. I mean, you're you're. It's back to business, guys. Yeah. He and, said in an interview and, today, he's they're gonna work on fundamentals this week, just straight right. fundamentals. That's my point. The great coaches will recognize that immediately, and th- he knows what 75 percent in a non-meaningful game is. As opposed to what 75% is in one of the biggest games that some of those young guys have ever played. And you see at the Pro Bowl, a lot of times guys will start playing in the fourth quarter because that's when they have to actually perform so somebody can win the game because you still get a check for being there in Honolulu and the winner still gets $100,000 more or whatever it is. You know, it's a bigger, bigger slice of the pie. So it's the same thing here. It's like when it's time to play, boys, it's time to play. And a coach shouldn't have to get you ready for a playoff game if you play professional motherfucking football. Exactly. I'm sorry. So the, the teams that do come out flat are the teams that have been led by a guy like Matt Shaw who has no motivational skills just in, in life. 
Yeah. Right? So what do you think? He's just going to pull it out of his ass for the playoffs? Or they're a leader just without even saying a word. You know, they just go out there and they do their thing. And I think that's what you have in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, or, or even in New England, you know, famously. You have guys that they don't need to talk. You know, they don't need to prove anything to anybody but themselves. And, you know, they take pride in that. Right. And you see the greats. Like, a Drew Brees is the perfect example. I'm not comparing Pat Mahomes to, to Drew Brees. But in composure, in fun, in just wanting to do some crazy-ass shit in the game, you know, be a game-changer, uh, you know, outsmart your opponent, outplay your opponent, yeah. out-hustle your opponent. And that's why I think the Chiefs, they're really going to be the biggest threat. Yeah. And, and, and they've had defensive issues as well. But I think that the elevation, just like the Saints in the past, when they didn't have that defense, that stalwart defense, they just really outscored you and, and ran you off the field. I think that's going to have to – if the Chiefs are playing that ball that, you know, really – dominated in the, in most of the regular season, I think they're going to be the threat. And I think that you're going to see the Cowboys be that threat. I think you're going to see some inexperience from Trubisky. Um, you know, Phil Rivers, it's all about how Phil starts the game and how Phil comes out energy and emotional emotion-wise. Um, is he going to be able to bounce back from, you know, uh, uh, maybe a – a play, maybe like a gunslinger play that, you know, he knows he shouldn't have made. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's about how you come back. It's about how you, you walk it out, man. You know, you so. said something very interesting. Trubisky and experience. And that's something that you I was thinking about when it came to that Bears and Eagles game. Because, like we saw last year against the Falcons and, and the, and the uh, Rams, we were just like, oh, you know, the Rams, their offense, that Todd Gurley is going to run through that Falcons defense. It's just going to be, you know. It's going to be that that's a Rams win. Oh, yeah. And guess what happened? Yeah. So it's like you we think that like, oh, oh there's a lot of fantasy owners that were pissed about Gurley being out towards the end of the season. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we think that we're, that like we're going to like Fowler and, and, and Donald could, are going to get to like Foles. But I mean, we, like Marone, you, you think Marone hasn't planned for this? You think Marone hasn't like, you know, this is what they're going to do is they're going to go for you. They, they're they going to go for your risk. We need to protect you at all costs. So even if we draw some flags or even if we do this, we can make up for them with big clubs. Oh, yeah. So I, I feel like it'll all come down to experience when it comes to the Eagles and the, and the Bears. And if the Eagles play to what I think they, they're going to play to, the level they're, they're going to play to, uh, that that might come down to the wire and the Eagles could take it. All right, let's get some picks in, huh? Some playoff picks. All righty. Colts Texans, you said, and this is this is going down on the record. So we're gonna we're gonna check our record after the entire playoff run through the Super Bowl. Uh, Colts Texans. So Silver has. I'm gonna go with Texans. We'll go ahead right. with Texans. Texans, Cavs. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Texans. All right, he said Texans, Cavs. All right, uh, Chargers, Ravens. Yeah, man, I want to believe in Rivers. I want to believe in Rivers so bad. Oh, but, don't we all? But if that Ravens defense plays to the level that I think it's going to play, it's going to be hard to really score on this team, and it's going to hard to not make mistakes because they make turnovers happen. So with that knowledge, I'm going to have to go with Chargers because I want to ah, believe in Rivers, man. I want to believe in Rivers. I like that. I like that. All right, Kaz. Ravens. I can't bite right. you on that, all right. man. All right, Ravens. Ravens. Okay. Uh, let's go Eagles, Bears. Like I said, man, I f it smells like Rams. Falcons, it really does. Like we're counting, we're gonna count. You know, falls out with the ribs, and like you know what? I'm pulling for Big Dick Nick. We're going for Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Eagles, man. How Eagles fly. Not? Eagles fly. Let's go. How can you not? Oh man, real quick side note. I saw your boy Vander Ash go down yesterday. I was like, uh oh. He's. I feel like he's gonna be back. He's, he's fine. They, they, he, yeah. he was up on the sideline, moving around. He go. But you know, that's another piece. Of Dallas has to keep all pieces yeah. intact and in order, working order. Um, Kaz, Eagles, Bears. Uh, I want to say you're going to say the Bears. I almost said the Bears, but like, 
Eagles. Ah, okay. All right. Nick, Nick. All right. All right. All right. Last but not least, Seahawks, Cowboys. K9 is watching, so. Not that you got to pick for K9, but. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm on it. I'm going to say. I feel like Cowboys are going to do it. I, right. I'm going to tell you why Cowboys are going to do it. Because it's in Arlington, it's in Arlington, Texas. That's true. And I feel like with the linebacking core, with the amount of, like, pieces that are around them, it's just, it, they're going to be able to do this. So I, I'd say Cowboys. I was pretty much taking words right I was going to say Cowboys, too. Because, right. you know, like, Cooper really has just been showing out. And ever since that game they did against the Saints, it really proves that they want it. So... Yeah. All right, you guys ready for mine? Here we go. Let's go. Before we get out of here, so I'm going to save the the local game to last. So okay. I'm going to go Cowboys. All right. I think uh, I think the Seahawks need a couple couple more things in the offseason yeah. to, to get back to being a championship contender. Uh, I'm going to go Bears. The Cowboys, I think I think the Bears are they're special. Twelve and four is nothing to sniff at. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, mean. I just I think that they're gonna smell blood with Big Dick Nick. It has nothing to do with his <laughs> with his big anything. It's gonna be those hurt ribs, if anything else. Nick's a man, so hey, he could he, he don't don't count him out yet. I'm telling you that 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 uh that uh what was it the flat, underdog mentality? Flak jacket. I don't know if there's a flak jacket that keeps Khalil Max out. You yeah. heard of a Mac 10? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, but that true. dude's coming at you. <laughs> Ooh, AFC. Both my teams. What should be my local team and what is my team? Sorry. Ravens, Colts. Ravens, Colts. I yep, got you. Yeah. I, I, mm. Until the Texans prove me wrong. And there's nothing better than when the hometown team proves you wrong because then you feel like you won on both accounts, you know? But. I don't know. Andrew Luck is a beast, and when he's healthy, he was the number one overall pick, and he was compared to the all-time greats coming into the NFL. He just got sidetracked with injuries from the way he played, by the way. I'm telling you, I feel like this is that game where Watt is just going to take over. He's just going to take over. It's just it's it's going to be Watt and Nuke. Those two are just going to take over in this game. And even if even if it comes down to the wire, they're they're going to make sure that they they're going to take over in this game. All right, all right. Everybody's got to stay healthy, happy. And that goes for you guys out there for New Year's tonight. If you're tuning into the show as you're heading out, if you're driving, don't drink. And if you're drunk, don't drive. Yep. That way you can tune back in on Wednesday for Hip Hop Hoops Day. Don't forget, tomorrow is the special best of Big Things Poppin' Tuesday, Tuesday edition of The Rap Show. And then we'll be back live with a new show for the new year on Wednesday, Thursday, The Lowdown. You know the deal. Shout out to everybody on the live stream. We appreciate all the support. And make sure you find us wherever you can on your favorite podcast platform, The Rap Show. I'm your host, Adam Rap. See you guys on Wednesday. Happy New Year. Peace. Y'all turning up tonight? Are we? Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Dope.